0: hello and welcome to this week's episode of trash future i almost Mm. said what a hell of a way to die because it's so rare that i introduce an episode what a hell of a way to trash (laughs) exactly what a trash of a way to die well exactly what a trash of a way to future the point of this is We might have the Riley Quinn appreciation hour in which we describe how much we appreciate his thorough notes, his attention to detail. But something has happened. First of all, Riley's on holiday. Yeah. And secondly, Trump has COVID. (laughs) So we are going to introduce ourselves. We are going to talk a little bit about the situation. And we're just going to talk about Trump having COVID and do a little military decision-making process about what we think is going to happen. I am joined from an undisclosed location by Milo Edwards. Milo, how are you?
1: Hey, it's me, your boy. Um, I have spent the entire day thinking about Bernie Mac because uh, I (laughs) thought of a bit earlier where it was like, if Trump Trump survives the Rona because he obviously will because like Trump, Trump can't be killed. Like Trump's in- insides are like pate. Like he, there's no blood, there's no organs. It's just fucking foie gras. He is like a fine grain paste. Like a virus cannot take hold in that. Right. Uh, so he won't die, but he's given it to Biden, and Biden absolutely will die. And so I'm imagining a scenario where the DNC are forced to replace Biden through gritted teeth with Bernie Sanders, but they make like an administrative error and accidentally. Replace him with Bernie Mac who they have To raise from the dead
0: because um, He is dead yes. yeah and who
1: Just like like zombie Bernie Mac is Just smashing every debate by like talking About pulling out his shit in the whole room
0: get Dark and then saying kick it um, Well Honestly Some news came out earlier that said that According to test results Biden Does not have it mm. now How long There's must we Mac. wait I, I haven't got it Okay <laughs> yeah, we don't know if Biden's actually got it or not, but mm. from what they're saying so far, I don't think Biden has it. However, Melania Trump has it before we go on though, I also need to introduce other co-host Hussein
2: Kisvani. Uh What's up? Welcome to another episode of Ten Thousand Posts. Uh, yeah, no i, 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 yeah. I that would have, that would have felt that would have been better because it was in reference to Nate almost saying it was hell of a way to die, so I thought we were just like introing our own shows. Mm um and then we uh, so milo's just gonna start yes, speaking uh, russian yeah <laughs> 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 uh, we would all just like you yeah, know we would all just like, like host that. our own shows but on the trash future stream um cool. and the <laughs> only way that it would <laughs> sync up like because i feel like we're, this is a rare configuration right it's like i don't know if any of you watched mm. the power rangers but on those very special episodes where like you had the rare megazord configurations that would only like show okay. up once um i feel like this is one of those moments um, so it would only make sense If like, we were all recording our own show On the stream but then if you sped it up By 1.5
1: Yeah because I think if, if Nate was trying to do Hell of a Way to Die and you were trying to do 10,000 posts The two of you could like sort of have a conversation That would make sense Whereas <laughs> I I would just be like Responding to both of you in Russian And you would have to interpret what I said creatively
2: Yeah and if you play it backwards It um, says 666 Devil Incarnate uh, Exactly yeah. whatever, I feel like like, tattooed yeah, on my dick That's right
0: well, the po- the, also, you may notice that Alice is not here. We, I, mm. we haven't been able to raise her on any of our communications yeah. nets. Unlike Bernie Mac, who we have successfully necromanced. <laughs> I'm only speaking in military terminology because uh, I'm doing what a hell of a way to die right now. So we don't have Alice. Mm. We don't have Riley. We don't have two core components of our normal podcast. Mm. However, we do have a story, a news story that is, let's be honest, unironically funny. It is fucking hilarious that Donald Trump has COVID. Let's just get that table setting completely clear. It is fucking hilarious. I woke up this morning, I talked to Cynthia, she said Donald Trump has COVID, and I was like, oh my fucking god, this rules. Yeah, it's so, sick. Uh, let's just make sure that everyone understands that. Hussein, do you agree no, that No, actually rules? the
2: problem with the left is that they're too mean. Um, and they've just been mean to Donald Trump about having like the coronavirus instead of offering him thoughts and prayers, which is what um, famous Marxist Rachel Maddow did this uh, this morning, and uh, I stand mm. unequivocally with her. No, I yeah, it is very funny. I um, my phone uh told me about this at like an odd, ungodly hour of the morning. Um, and yeah, I wasn't able to go to sleep after that, so I've sort of been like in a bit of a daze all day. Uh, both because I'm kind of I I haven't slept, but also just because this is so bizarre that i'm not really sure what to say or how to react because i don't know i feel like a lot of it is kind of like okay well the funny the funny thing about trump was that kind of i was so amazed he didn't get it earlier and there was a whole thing ages ago about like how lots of people were convinced he did have it and they just weren't saying anything
1: um, you know, that time when they thought he got it from Bolsonaro, because Bolsonaro gets it about three times a
2: week, right? And also, like Herman <laughs> Cain had it, and Herman Cain was at that, like you know, well Herman Cain died because of it, died. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, but exactly. that was like a very famous, uh, that was a very famous um, rally because, like, there were lots of infections during that time, um, and Donald Trump shook a lot of, like, shook a lot of hands, and like there were other rallies that he's done. I think there was one that he did in Florida, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um where he shook you know, there are videos of him shaking hands as well so i i guess I was very surprised like huh he didn't he 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 he, he like he kind of did a very good run for a long time
1: I can see Trump at a fucking rally in Florida going like I'm very strong okay I'm not worried I'm not worried about anything I want each of you I want each of you to come up here and cough right into my mouth I want you to do it okay I'm not worried the Secret Service they're gonna stand back they're gonna stand back very brave guys they're very very big guys they're gonna stand back and you're gonna cough in my mouth okay I just
0: had this idea that Donald Trump was like so into the idea that America made the best tear gas that he made them deploy tear gas on Air Force one and everyone was just coughing on each other in a sealed container and that's how he got it because like he, he wasn't content with the risk he was taking already so he's like no I really want to make it more dangerous because I want to prove Corona isn't real and also this beautiful American tear gas needs to be I I want to I want to breathe it in I want to taste it. I can and imagine so Trump now- being
1: like immune to tear gas because of his diet over so many years it's just like he's consumed so many like preservatives and so on that his lungs are incapable of absorbing well, kind it. Of,
2: yeah the, the insides are kind of like foie <laughs> gras but they're also like diet at coke as well well, I was thinking yeah. about
0: that. you know how if like, people do enough coke that like eventually because coke does like break down to um hydrochloric what, acid some kind of hydrochloric acid, there are people who literally have like holes in their septum, mm. like mm. The, their nose basically like the the bridge between their their two nostrils gets dissolved from too much cocaine. I was laughing and thinking about like what kind of like purified substance Mcdonald's and kFC must break down to if you just overdose on it constantly, and that that's what Phew. donald trump like Donald Trump's veins pump that. And so we yeah. don't really know How COVID is going to affect him the because he's basically of Donald, sp- Donald Trump's
1: veins Is just the guy on YouTube who makes sausages
0: Out of everything <laughs> <laughs> Well I was Remembering reading that story that like Donald Trump uh, He's He's so opposed to Eating healthily that Like the white house Chefs were trying to Sneak cauliflower into His food i can't remember was They were trying to Sneak it into like it Like it's mac and Cheese or something Just like give him Something that's not Dog shit and he Fucking <laughs> refuses to Have yeah, it because he's Like no i need McDonald's i need a Huge diet coke i need A huge thing of kfc and I'm gonna go sit on my Golden toilet after and Howl like the goddamn Chupacabra he, that's what he I, knows I do that that's what's Gonna kill him if he Starts eating vegetables He'll be dead within a Week he needs to keep Eating the preservatives he's He's like an alcoholic that if he goes cold turkey, he will die. Exactly, Like, literally, delirium tremens or whatever will fucking kill him. It's like, if Donald Trump stops eating like shit, then time will catch up with him all at once, like the end of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah. I get delirium tremens if I don't podcast for a whole week. Yeah, well, Hussein, you know, there's something we got to point out, though, because you you touched upon this a second ago, which is that although we have acknowledged that it's unironically funny... Lots of people don't want us to laugh. And now, all right, we get it. The conservatives don't want us to laugh. Because, yes, they're going to fucking be sanctimonious and blah, blah, blah. God, God, speed our brave troop, Donald Trump, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. That's table stakes. Mm. But another group of people doesn't want us to laugh. The libs. Ah. The goddamn libs. The libs. We're always the yelling. Libs! Libs. <laughs> we're just fucking yelling about them non-stop we just shake our fists like in 2008 the whole joke about just libs libs was a fucking parody yeah. now that's mm. us
1: in real yeah, life I guess- Bernie Mac screaming about the libs
2: I guess it's like this thing of like on the one hand the option like this is a very predictable thing for them to say because again like um you know before the whole COVID thing um because the the precursor to all this is obviously like the the, the debate right and the thing that I took away from all that is the fact that like no one has learned anything for the past four years. Um, So like, you know, we knew that like the DNC is like playing with the same like playbook, but even kind of, you know, the interpretations about, Oh, you know, how can suburban mothers vote for Trump? Because he's so rude on stage. Um, You know, he's so mean to people in public. How could they ever vote for him? Look at Biden. He's so polite. Mm. Um, And you know, he's sassy and he does like delivers the kind of like, um, very feeble one-liners, which lots of uh, lots of British pundits are uh, not naming names. Dan Hodges, um, were were uh, were um were like very pleasantly uh, uh cheering him on for um. There's yeah, I, I feel like there's this whole thing that no one's really learned anything for the past four years, and like the main thing is that libs just really want the norms back. Um. And this was really, this is really an example of that. It's very much like, you know, we want the norms. And even if that means that, you know, we have to say nice things about Donald Trump because we have to say nice things about the presidency. But what I'm not sure whether they realize it or not, but it just comes off as really weird.
1: Yeah, because also I think that like the people who say they don't understand why the suburban moms vote for Donald Trump have just like never never understood like the Trump red meat, right? Is like cause, Yeah, he does say a load of like really fucking weirdo misogynist shit, but also he will just come out at that rally in fucking like fuck Oklahoma somewhere and just say like. I'm just gonna say the ladies that vote for me. I know you know the ones, the ones the ones between forty and fifty. I'm telling you, they've got the tightest <laughs> pussies in the whole country. And people are just <laughs> fucking throwing their hats in the air and screaming like
0: uh like Biden can't <laughs> top that. He can't do it.
2: Yeah. Like Well
0: yeah. the thing that gets me though is just I, I understand the civility politics, but I feel as though the civility politics also keeps biting people in the ass in the sense that I want to just dream together. The three of us dream together. Mm. What would happen if Jeremy Corbyn tested positive for coronavirus? What would... Jeremy me? Unions- <laughs>
1: he's got a, he's got, a, got a coronavirus. You know why? He's got a coronavirus because he ate Britain. And what he wants to do is he wants to give it to the Queen because he's been given a mission from his friends in the IRA what are also in a mass.
0: See, the thing about it is, is imagine the cry, laugh, union, jack, emoji, mm-hmm. Twitter, a phenomenon Hussein absolutely knows deep in his heart very well, mm. who could maybe even explain it in a yeah. second. Imagine <laughs> what would happen if Corbin got it. Basically, literally the BBC would be like, oh, I think Diane Abbott miscounted the number of masks. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, it's mm. basically that shit. Yeah. Like, nonstop. Yeah, that would be on Have I Got News For You. Yeah, exactly. It, like, it would be because... The idea of being willing, being enough of a dupe to fall for civility politics when it only ever extends to the right makes me incredibly mad. And so I just feel like knowing that, the idea that people are going to try to get into the have you no decency shit about anyone on the right, but certainly about Donald Trump is a goddamn joke. So Hussein, before we talk about some premium lib tweets, I'm just wondering, who are cry laugh emoji union jack twitter uh,
2: I'm, I'm so glad that this has become britain like britonology uh, <laughs> this is every one of our podcasts <laughs> moved together we are we are the sausage guy youtube but for uh, so to, to understand cry laugh to understand cry laugh emoji you first have to understand the geography of dartford no i'm just joking um right uh, <laughs> you have to understand the geography of thamesmead specifically <laughs> that's right you do actually have to do that um <laughs> okay um I, I don't really know how to describe it in a very succinct way, but what is, is more of an observation, which is that there is a particular kind of account that uses a combination of particular emojis that sort of make every kind of tweet just infuriating because the posts are so... It's almost as if you can't respond to them because you know immediately, that like, if they use these emojis, they don't know how to respond to you. Um, or, like, you don't know how, like... You know that what you're going to have is, like, an unhinged conversation but also that like these the people who use it are just kind of incredibly their posting energy is so kind of chaotic that you like you can't dis- defeat them. And the British and the British flag I think is kind of like indicative of what it is, which is, you know, um this uh kind of performance of online patriotism. But the cry laugh emoji, I think, is something special. Because the cry laugh emoji is like used by basically i think the worst people online they are used by boomers they are used by lots of kind of like right wing um pundit people uh it's almost used as like a signal like you know if you use like a cry laugh emoji um I don't know, like I, you guys, like must have had responses from guys who do cry life emojis, right? And they're used by those like, uh, like the self styled like right wing comedians
1: who play to like rooms full of dads, like fucking Lee Hurst, yeah. like the baldest man who has ever lived. <laughs> like he's the only man that's balder than Dave Courtney. Like, and he just he does the constant like he'll tweet something like, ah, oh, uh, like Muslims should be killed, and then people will be like, you're a sniveling little worm of a cunt. And then he'll just reply and be like, "Ah, uh, see, I've riled the libs again, yep. or whatever it is." And then like fourteen cry laughing emojis. If you go into
2: like Owen Jones's response, like replies to any tweet that he does, um, you will find a handful of people who use the cry laugh emoji, and like it's almost one which is just very much like they are trying to. I mean, like it's obviously like it's deliberately insulting, but I feel like what they try to do with the cry laugh emoji is to, um, make themselves feel like they're not bullying people or make themselves feel like they're not kind of being awful. Um, so they'll say something like absolutely horrible. Like one of my, one of my all time favorite tweets of this genre was just some account of like a guy, like a a van guy. He was like one of those guys where like his avi was him wearing a very tight striped polo shirt with um sunglasses very pink face and his arms were folded and behind him was his van like this this blue van and he said something along the lines of like you know uh it was like to do with like immigrants like illegal immigrants and he goes yeah like you know i wouldn't even deport them that's too expensive just like build a bridge and let them go into the sea cry laugh emoji cry laugh Mm -hmm. emoji And it's kind of like, it's it's one of those genres, it's just like like British boomers who kind of call for genocides, Um, but they do it in this really kind of, I don't even want to say it's flippant, it's just this really bizarre type of format, which just makes the person who's reading it feel very unsettled. So it's like incredibly effective.
1: Yeah. It's sort of like, you know, the... the Nazis kind of like because of the era that they were in, you know, they didn't they didn't have to like debase themselves to this level of cringe. Uh, yeah, that's They could another, just yeah. be kind of like evil in a sort of aloof way.
2: Yeah.
0: Have you guys ever heard of, you know, Beyonce's fan club online, the Beehive? That if you piss them off, they will get in your mentions and destroy you. Yeah. And they'll post mm-hmm. lots of bee emojis as well. Yeah. It's sort of like that. It's just like but a really bald British version of it. Yeah. Just like they're all boomers you know, they'll, they'll 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 type stuff out in very... It's just, re- like, mm. some of the most... This reads like that Ray Bradbury story where you kill the wrong Tyrannosaurus when you travel back in time and then you come back and English is unintelligible. Yeah. Like,
2: it's basically that level of deranged, but it's always that marker. What's interesting about it is, like, it also, like, taps into a very interesting part of British psyche, too, right? Which is that we know on Trash Features Last Personology that British people just, like, don't like enjoying things I feel like they They don't don't. they don't like joy but they also don't like other people experiencing joy
0: so the Kryla nothing makes them (laughs) angrier than people being happy I don't like
1: nonces but I can't imagine a future without the nonces because without the nonces who would
2: we hate I mean that is basically like that is actually a very good observation of the British psyche but like yes what would you have with a pie without a nonce (laughs) So,
1: like, so, so, like the crap. It's like a yin and yang, if you will. You got to have one with the other. In every man, there are two wolves. (laughs) One is a pie, and one is a nonce. They're locked in a sort of eternal struggle for supremacy, but neither can achieve a final victory. Because they exist in a kind of dialectically opposed and yet absolutely symbiotic relationship, which holds them in a kind of homeostasis, but not in a gay way.
0: (laughs) What you got to realize is there cannot be one without the other. Because you can't be happy if you're not angry. You can't. Love a pie without eating nonces. So when you get down to it, it's not, it's not enough to feel happy without feeling angry at nonces.
1: I can't even have sex with my wife anymore without thinking about bashing a nonce's head in with a bunch of jelly deals. LAUGHTER <laughs>
0: Well, here's the thing, right? Here's the thing is that that is who you are up against. You are up against the sort of like, do genocide, cry laugh emoji, hang the travelers, cry laugh emoji. And then we're trying to appeal to civility and be like, "Ooh, you're not allowed to make fun of Donald Trump after COVID. That's me. What I was
2: going to say was that the cry laugh emoji, which is actually like the initial iterate is actually called like the tears of joy emoji. It's not even cry laugh. Um, it's the emoji you post after you bash a so, nonsense head that's in. That's the only. Kind, <laughs> that's but then you smell the smell <laughs> of the
0: pie after bashing the nonsense head. That's,
2: that's the only kind of joy that I feel like British people actually allow other people to have, right? Um, you know, it is a joy that comes only from deriding people on the internet, um, using like either your anonymous account or your like extremely dad British boomer account that your daughter like set up before she left home for good.
0: I guess the thing for me is more like when I see that stuff I realize that, you know, that there's no there's no shame, there's no, you know, bashfulness about saying all like the horrible shit that they believe. And so to me it feels like it's a fool's errand to try and argue that there's this notion of civility that has hmm. to be returned to. I just think the internet, obviously, social media, et cetera, has just accelerated the rate at which a people are a, able to share it, and B, people are able to realize there are basically no consequences for sharing it, and as a result, you know Donald Trump is a manifestation of that, and I think that the rightward slide across the world is a manifestation of, manifestation of that, in concert with some of the economic forces that have been taking place across our lifetimes. But I also think that if your only reply, if your only you know repost to this phenomenon is to call for civility, you're basically appealing to I don't know if you have hall monitors in Brit- British schools, but you're basically appealing to an authority and saying, look how good I am, look how bad they are, as if that's going to make a fucking difference. And that's the thing that gets me about some of these responses we've been seeing. And I do want to talk about them, although I feel like it was important to, uh, to discuss the, you know, the, the, the yeah. British Ouroboros <laughs> of loving pie and hating nonsense,
1: uh, well, I think is like uh, to 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 close out the 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 point on LibBrain, I think that there's something about LibBrain which is like they're all these people who have like successful newspaper columns or whatever, and like the, I think the American libs and the British libs are sort of very similar in terms of like their they're like their headline guys who are doing like the head banging about fucking you know whatever the lib shit is this week, and it's like they've spent their whole lives training for a situation which no longer exists. And so they're sort of desperately like they kind of like they would they would went to did all these prestige degrees and whatever so that they could be in the West Wing. But now the West Wing isn't how politics is anymore. And so they're sort of desperately trying to make it the West Wing, even though all that they're getting in response is just like clods of human shit flung in their face. Um, (laughs) And they're more furious at the people who are pointing out to them that they're having shit thrown at them than they are at the people throwing the shit. And because what they've failed to acknowledge, really, is that. That we're, in, we're in the situation from The Dark Night, right? It's like all of the people who aren't cunts are on one boat and all of the people who are on who are cunts are in the other boat and each boat is holding the detonator for the bomb on the other boat, right? And it's basically who's going to push it first, but like the cunt boat has been pushing their detonator for a while. It's like obviously slightly malfunctioning or something. So you've got to pick your boat. It's either that or you are the Joker. Like those are the three <laughs> options you have. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we have chosen to be the Joker.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: I, I look at this. I so the first thing that I saw, basically. So I was I was talking to Cynthia about this this morning, and I basically said like, she was like, you know, there's a lot of stuff where you probably want to be careful about what you say, what you retweet, what you fave, because the, unless you're a white dude with a sinecure job, it is possible that some of that lib, you know, decency politics shit is going to come back to you, and people are going to try to like. The right famously opposed to cancel culture, you know, the Andrew Doyles and Douglas Murrays of the world will absolutely try to get you fired. And and like their whole shtick is just, you know, very like, you know, joyfully fucking licking the lollipop from mummy after they've been presented with an example of their own cognitive dissonance and just pretend it doesn't exist. And so what gets me about it is like, all right, you have to be careful. Like there's an extent to which people can't just rejoice in shit. All right, I get it. I understand. But to me, in a situation like that, if I were a lib, I would just say nothing. But instead, I would not browbeat people. I would not fucking just be like, oh, how dare you? Oh, oh the left doing it again. Oh, you know, that kind of shit. I wouldn't do it. I would just fucking say nothing. I would just be like, damn. These, I, I, would, I would walk down the fucking street, buy some goddamn cupcakes from my incredibly expensive apartment in like, I don't know, lower Manhattan or where the fuck Rachel Maddow lives and be like, hmm, these cupcakes are hitting pretty fucking good this morning. I would do that. <laughs> and I would just pretend well, nothing had well, happened. Yeah. But instead, we get... The following. I'm just going to read this, and then we shall react, okay? Love to react. All right. Rachel Maddow says, God bless the president and the first lady. If you pray, please pray for their speedy and complete recovery and for everyone infected everywhere. This virus is horrific and merciless. No one would wish its wrath on anyone. We must get it spread under control. Enough. Wow. If Rachel Maddow got COVID, do you know what Trump... And the rest of people would say bad ratings, bad ratings. mal well, owned.
1: I, I I don't know who that woman is, uh. But I hear I hear actually that her show is very bad. It's not a very good show. That's what I've heard. I hope that she doesn't die of the virus. Although I think she seems very weak. It seems like it might <laughs> carry her off. I, that's what I'm hearing. People don't want to hear it, but that's that's what I've heard from the from the medical professionals. That I've spoken to, they say that people with shows with very bad ratings, they're very, very vulnerable. It's, it's a very, it's very sad actually. Or like more likely,
2: he he wouldn't know who she is because you know, like even when Ruth Bader Ginsburg mm. died. He, I don't think he knew who she was until like someone. Oh, like, that
1: ruled so right, much. And
2: like lots of people, lots of like the same libs were like praising him for like, oh look, you know Ruth Bader Ginsburg was such a respected figure in America that even the most divisive president has like you know good things mm. to say about her. But if you watch the video carefully, it's like no, he di- he 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 didn't know who she was. Um, like, <laughs> you can just see the video
1: like <laughs> jumping around because of the bits they've had to cut out where he's like, she was an amazing witch, she had gigantic cans. <laughs>
2: But well, <laughs> I met her
1: once. She gave me a hand jab.
2: What I was going to say, like to Nate's point, is like something that we talk about on like ten ten thousand posts all the time. Which is that you know there's this tweet that goes around quite often, which is like, oh, if I had like a billion dollars, I would just delete my Twitter account and never post again. And it's like, no, you you would you would still post because a lot of people have like posting addictions, and it doesn't matter how like good they live and how great their material conditions are, they will still post because they are addicted to posting. And Rachel Maddow is like one of these types of commentators who is addicted to posting. So she has to say something. But I think there's also like a performative element to it as well, which is that like, again, and this is something that the right has been doing for the past four years. And it like, it has been effective every single time, which is that whenever like people don't say anything, they will make a big deal about, oh, look, you know, the libs, you know, the li- like liberals, or like we say, you know, the left, um, aren't kind of like offering their well wishes to the president, which like means that they're just kind of sinister. Um, but when they do offer these things, like the right will even not respond or they'll still say the same thing, which is like, I think I saw a couple of things, which was along the lines of, uh, you know, Rachel Maddow might be, um, offering, uh, prayers and sympathies to Trump right now, but she's been so mean to him Mm. in the past and all that stuff. So like, they will still rat fuck you in some way or another. And like the liberals keep falling for it. And it's kind of like, yeah, the best has been very unfair. The, the the best option is not to say anything. But again, there is this kind of mm. tendency to kind of post stuff, partly because of posting addiction and partly because like for the past four years, the right has repeatedly like set the boundaries and set the frameworks of how like we discuss um, a presidency or like a govern governing system like this. And every single time liberals have fallen for it.
0: But I, I guess something that I would point out is that, all right, Donald Trump is in many ways. Directly responsible for the deaths of about a quarter million fucking. Including
2: Herman Kane. Including Herman (laughs) Cain. Including Herman Um, Cain. uh, A guy who literally
0: was ride or die. Herman Kane, who
2: like I just want to say that who was like the best president like Republican presidential candidate in the world for one reason alone, which is that he quoted the Pokemon movie in his resignation speech.
0: Yes. He 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 got offered up and sacrificed. Certainly caught them all because, in the end,
2: because
0: <laughs> <laughs> because he just that's the thing. None of none of these people matter. Trump doesn't know who they like, are. He doesn't give a fuck, I, especially about the people who are like
1: his fans. Like he's like that. Even like people that he works with like every day for like four years. He doesn't remember their name. He doesn't give a flying fuck. Like you could replace them with like an animatronic dildo tomorrow, and he would not care.
0: He doesn't even... I mean, there's an extent to which you wonder if Trump even has object permanence. But it's just one of those things where I just... I watch this happen, and I watch people fall all over themselves. And I think that's actually a good point you raised, Hussein, which is that think about um, the extent to which... When you don't make the statement, if you're a public figure, then, okay, then you're doing something wrong. And if you do make the statement... It's not good enough. I think this is, in a way, a permutation of what I'd call Jeremy's law, mm. which is that Jeremy Corbyn not making a fucking statement or fucking sympathy for Donald Trump. And then when he does, it's like, oh, Jeremy Corbyn's probably, he's mad that he's not killed enough people in Israel or something like that. <laughs> Invariably, whatever you say is wrong. And then if you don't say anything, it's also wrong. I so love that to is, be like, mad about that. Um, for 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 uh, for a politician, I'm very but- I'm very excited
1: uh, for there to be some British posters with like suspiciously straight fringes posting takes like whilst I may disagree with Donald Trump, I think welcoming his infection with the virus it's frankly disgusting because if nothing else, he has stood with adult human females against <laughs> the introduction of dangerous sex offenders into their bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes i mean like i said you 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 lie down with these people then you're obviously obligated to a wake up with fleas to complete the metaphor and b mm, and defend them herpes. when they do hor- and terrible fucking shit uh, another example of this one that i found was if you're familiar with liz smith l-i-s smith oh, of course uh, the former buta campaign manager the former boomer judge Boomerge- Boomerge- oh, well, <laughs> uh <laughs> that's that,
1: if you, if you if you like your lead poisoning, you can keep it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Liz Smith, who who was uh, a Republican for a long time, was just a Republican, and, and also was like
1: replying to her own tweets with an alt, wasn't that a thing?
0: Oh uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole phenomenon, a, a, a garbage shit to your person. Is basically mad at people for laughing about Trump, and she uh, she responded to people criticizing her by saying, "People dying isn't fun," because people are saying, "Don't spoil the fun." It's hilarious that Trump has COVID. All right, it is hilarious. Trump has COVID. We have we have scientifically proven this, but the thing that gets me is, I do think, and Milo, you and Hussein both brought this up, that the West Wing brain is such a deeply cursed and true thing, that the extent to which people believe that if they just believe in civility and balance hard enough, in the same way that, for example, recently Nancy Pelosi, the uh, the Democratic Majority Leader, um, the Speaker of the House of Representatives. Basically said uh, that America needs a good and just and functioning Republican Party. No it fucking doesn't. No need that
1: shit. Also, that is a what fucking f- that is a contradiction in terms. Like, the very nature of the Republican Party is that it's, like, a completely venal and corrupt institution. Like, there's no way that, like, the Republican Party with, like, its stated aims and values can be anything otherwise because any party with any hint of a moral compass would not be the Republican Party.
0: I mean, people were were, were joking that, like, there was, there was a study, I, I don't remember the university, I believe it was a European university, it might have been a British university, I don't know, who did, like, a plotting chart, basically, to... Uh, based on policies, based on platform, uh, stated goals, et cetera, like chart out the levels of basically left wing, right wing, and xenophobic, not xenophobic natures of different parties around the world. And like the Republican Party was basically just a massive outlier with basically the Truth and Justice Party in Turkey and Fidesz <laughs> in, hu- in Hungary. And it's like, so the idea that America needs that is insane. And so but that's that it's that same West Wing brain phenomenon. And I feel like Liz Smith basically saying you're not allowed to laugh at Trump getting Mm. coronavirus. Well There are lots of big
1: Turkish posters coming out in favor of Trump today.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, it's just it's such a I don't know how to say it, man. Like it's once again appealing to an authority that you believe A exists and B has power that is going to somehow reward you for behaving so well. You, you, you refuse to stoop to the bully's level while the, the bullies pulled your trousers down and called you a doo-doo ass, and you think that is somehow going to win. And it's just like, I don't know how many times this has to happen to people before they acknowledge that there is no benefit to be gained from staring down You know a situation that, if, if anything, it's fucking poetic justice, Jesus Christ and saying i i won't stoop to that level that's that's inhumane no one should say oh that it's this. because it's acknowledging like- the
1: reality of the situation gives them more psychic damage than actually just constantly being like browbeaten by their opponents because even though they would fare better if they were to, like, admit to themselves that, like, the entire way that they've gone about politics for the last 20 years is just wrong and they're fucking lost. Like, to do that would give them so much of a fucking brain hemorrhage that they would rather just keep being, like, shat on from a great height by, like, the world's dumbest fail-sons. Like, I don't know what it would be like to get owned every day of my life by Donald Trump Jr. Like, a man whose brain is, like, made of, like, the slop that Wendy's throws out like I don't know what that would feel like but I imagine like when you've done it for long enough you have to rationalize it to yourself right If if you start to admit that you never needed to do that in the first place that's a dangerous path to go down
0: that kind of reminds me of you know rest in peace David Graeber's comment that one of the reasons why people in in the the British let's say the Labor right in the center hated Momentum and hated Corbyn so much was that if they didn't have to sell out like complete fucking losers you know being the last generation who were allowed to sell who had the the ability to sell out if if Corbyn and Momentum's politics proved that this wasn't necessary all along and you could actually win with a left platform then it basically made them realize that like. They had to create this fantasy of these being Stalinists who wanted to put them in a gulag because in their heart, they knew they probably deserve to be in a gulag. And it's the same kind of phenomenon. If you realize that you've been a chump this entire time, you've been playing on their terms the entire time, you've been letting them define even the words you're going to fucking use in the political debate the whole time, and you never had to, then that's in a way conceding that you're just bad at politics. But I wanted to ask you a question, Hussein. This thought came to mind, and 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 we can cut this out if you don't want to answer this question. But I just going to say that it strikes me that when you look at look at Britain, for example, and you see how the Labour Party under Keir Starmer has basically decided to say, well, if we extend too much solidarity to Muslims and people in Basingstoke might not like us anymore. But like, this is the same phenomenon that that will browbeat people for Lane not being Basingstoke
1: is like Mogadishu at this point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like basically. You should feel bad for laughing at Trump getting COVID, but these are the same people who are like, oh, we can't we can't extend too much solidarity to Muslims and immigrants because then then Baza and Gaza who have, you know, basically the one private shooting range in Britain where you can only shoot at Jeremy Corbyn shaped targets are somehow not going to vote for us, even though like they've never. Yeah, You can
2: get a great pie and a nonce down in Bays and Stoke. Oh, absolutely.
0: Oh. <laughs> but does the,
1: does the uh, excuse me does the, does the nonce come with the pie or is that like a separate side order? Because I've noticed you do have nonces listed under sides, but obviously I don't want to order one if there's one coming with the pie.
2: Yeah, I want a nonce smack right. and a smack and a and a wet pee. Uh,
1: yeah, I, ha- I have pee wet a smack bomb pee wet.
2: <laughs> I haven't got, I haven't been able lot. to get that get that video out of my head like all day. Um, it's so funny
1: how shocked Americans are by that shit. I just forget yeah. that like, they don't know. I genuinely think
0: that I'm fucking responsible for that, man. Did you see what happened? Because literally, I made the, the joke about the fucking Christmas dinner in a tin thing. And I was like, this could literally be real or fake. That's what I love about Britain. Yeah, that is that guy, is definitely
1: fake because that, that was doing the rounds years ago.
0: And a guy added me and was like, well, no one seems to have wanted to do anything about smack bar and pee wet. And I'm going to keep yelling it from the <laughs> rooftops until I do. Until they do. And... I saw that video. and I was like, oh my God, you must be joking. And then like six hours later, everyone in the US was talking about it. I, I couldn't fucking understand it. So yeah. yes, I too have had my mind blown by Smack Barn Pee But I made the point to the guy who did the video that if you're an American and your conception of Britain is, you know, Dave Courtney's accent and the Queen's accent, you've never heard a Scouse accent. You've never heard a guy from Wigan. You've never, you don't know what BAP or yeah. fucking buddy means. The idea of someone coming in and be like... We'll see what's this chat. <laughs> Smackbarn P wet. Snow P's, just wet. It's gonna completely blow your mind. Like people were watching that video and being like, I don't understand it without the subtitles or with the subtitles.
2: Um, yeah, I was thinking about like the Keir Starmer stuff, uh that you just said now. And it's weird because I don't really have like a take on it, mainly because as as, as Keith wet. Well, yeah. <laughs> Smack Keith wet for fuck's sake. Um that's a great username. Um yeah, I was yeah. I, I, I was I was gonna say uh that like he hasn't really said much on anything. Um, so all of this is kind of just like implied on the basis that like, well, he's not saying so, like, you know, very recently, for example, like Labour MP Nasha um won a settlement with Leave.eu because Leave.eu like and they did this like for a long time. They kind of like took a they took like a joke that she had made on Twitter and made it appear as if like she was supporting grooming gangs. And anyone were like with half a brain could see, but like that was clearly not happening. But Leave.eu. Fortunately,
1: all of their followers were well below the half brain mark.
2: So, yeah, I mean, you know, they, 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 uh, they, they were just like well meaning folk from Basingstoke.
1: Um, what would you need two halves of a brain for to trick children into
2: having sex with you? That's right. That's, well, that's what I think. That's right. That's, all, that's also what I think. Um, you know, and this, this kind of thing had been going around for ages. So, like, when Naz Shah like, won the assessment and the apology from leave.eu, the fact that, like, you know, I didn't really see anything from either Keith Starmer or the Labour Party sort of kind of, it's more to show like what they think their priorities are. Um, but at the same time, we also really haven't heard much about like what the new priorities of Labour. So like, you know, there are lots of kind of Starmer supporters on Twitter who like just point to the fact that like he's doing slightly better in the polls than Boris Johnson at mm. the moment. And they're kind of indicating that as being like, Oh, you know, Jeremy Corbyn could never, could never, could never get to this level. Um, and again, it kind of just goes to show that we've really learned nothing in the past. Apart from in like 2017. <laughs> yeah, we, well, yeah. it does also go to show that we haven't really learned anything in the past four years because after kind of so long of being told that like, even when Corbyn was doing very well in the polls, um, but you know, polls don't really matter. Like, look what happened in America in 2016. Um, again, the same columnists and the same columnist class for like, keep, um but who are obsessed with 538 polls showing that like biden will mm. beat trump are kind of pointing towards these polls as like evidence that you know and just saying you know get rid of the trotskyites get rid of the hard left and like you know you'll see these numbers yeah. without sort of realizing but like no there's there's no historical trend to kind of mm. show that any of this you have to get rid matters. of the
1: nazis you idiots um Fucking but that's the morons thing that-
0: that's the thing that gets me too. also just to interrupt is that like they always look at those polls and say, look, see, they're only two points behind, ignoring that Labour was at 1.8 points ahead under Corbyn, but also not acknowledging the most important point, which is that even with the worst death rate in Europe and the worst economic contraction in, amongst developed countries, the Tories are still polling 40%. And, also, and, yeah. always and also
2: it doesn't matter because the Tories have got like five, you know, they've got like just shy of five years, right? Um, yeah, know, because they have like the fixed term parliament. So none of the polls actually matter at this point. Mm. Um.
1: Yeah, and they've also got all the fucking like lead poisoned boomers right. who are like forty percent approval for just like build a concentration camp in the middle of the Atlantic. Like the Tories can literally do anything, and like I think I don't think anyone seriously thinks that fucking Sir Keith is going to win an election. All they want is for him to like lose with dignity in a way that like well, doesn't hurt their feelings. It's not even that. like it's, it's not even this- that
2: they're enjoying this moment right now because this moment right now is one where the kind of thing that he is doing. Is kind of showing very publicly that he's getting rid of, you know, uh, he's getting rid of the left. He's getting rid of like mm. what remains of the left in the party. They they like you know jump with joy when um you know people who were kind of are uh, supporting Corbyn or were were kind of like advocating for he's know, asked left Chris policies. who they are and
1: he's getting rid of them. <laughs>
2: um, you know, where they just kind of publicly like say that you know I'm not a member of the Labour Party anymore. Like that's the stuff that like the kind of like liberal columnist People want. They mm. don't, you know, any sort of like, any sort of um, uh, all the talk about, you know, wanting just a unified party and that both sides could work together. It was never true. And we knew that it was never true to begin with. And this is evidence that it's not true. Um, you know, one of the yeah. things that happened this week, and I'm not sure if you, whether you guys saw this, was kind of like the fetishization of that like awful Neil Kinnock speech. Oh yeah, I mean they do that oh, every year, man. but like yeah.
1: Neil Kinnock was such a fucking charisma void. Imagine like holding up Neil Kinnock mm. as like this is what you could have had. Like he lost an election because he fell
2: in the fucking sea. Like he's a fucking donkey. Neil Kinnock's speech where he like publicly like decries and publicly like denounces like the hard you know the, you know the hard mm. left of the party who are mostly like tra- rock hard throbbing Labour Council. <laughs> who are, like, yeah, I mean, m- yeah he who are mostly trade union, his- trade unionists.
0: I mean, I remember the story where he, when Corbin, if I remember correctly, I think it was Corbin won the, the leadership challenge, the leadership competition in, in 2015 or the leadership challenge in 2016. But there was a period uh, in which. Kinnock came in and basically screamed at the parliamentary labor party and someone recorded it. And he was yelling and screaming about like, you know, the the supermarket test that we can't we can't dare put forth something like this that nobody would dare support. This, this is going to destroy our party. We, we went through this before in the 80s or, you know, with the Benites. And I remember listening to the speech. I'm like, this sounds like the Hitler reacts speech from downfall. <laughs> this sounds like genuinely this, this is like. Take a fucking horrible fucking Wales accent and put it on a guy and just, you know, a guy with like the weirdest bald but also has hair, haircut I've ever seen in my life. And just, you know... Translated into English, but at its heart, it really just is that's fine, but fail like it's just that. Mm. Like, w- what makes you think that's charismatic? It's insane getting sucked off by the left. <laughs> that's, that's what they want <laughs> these days. Want
1: these days, well, yeah, yeah this exactly. is the thing is like, and like, I don't know, it's so wrong headed. Like, it, as ever, we are just like a poor, a poor reflection of like the same shit that's going on in America because like the only way that fucking Keith can actually win is the same way that Biden can win, which is by just like the other, the other team fucking. Fucking up so badly that they can't lose because they're never going to win on their own merits because he can't offer anyone anything. Like, yeah. he's just going to come out and be like, Well, I think it's very important that a lot of people are very concerned about the grooming gangs. And, you know, if you want a smack balm pee wet, <laughs> I, I think that's fine. I think that's, you know, we have to accommodate a spectrum of smack
2: balm and pee wet. Well, well, here's the other thing, too. Like, you know, I, I recently did this like piece about QAnon in the UK, and like one of the most common things that I found. While I was researching that was the fact that like, you know, when this particular group of very influential people, by the way, um, think about Keith Starmer. They think about him as the guy who let the pedos run free. free. And I don't see how (laughs) and I don't see how like that won't stick to him. And like why? How like, you know, five years time when there's an election, because like there is absolutely no way I, you know, I could be wrong. I've been wrong about a lot of stuff. Um, but you know, I don't see how like after any election, that like the 80 strong Tory majority will call, but like that won't, you know, his kind of like history as uh, the director of public prosecutions, how like that won't like stick to him and how like that, you know, all like the kind of, you know, even how like his tenure there will be misinterpreted and mm. you know, how like nothing will be, you know, and I, I don't know. It's just, it's just like one of those things where like, I can really foresee that being the real sticking culture war issue. Because again, like one of the things that we're seeing with the Tory party as you know, they are like trying to manage what is effectively one of the worst, if not the worst, like COVID-19 responses in the world is the fact that they're really leaning hard on culture war issues. Um, And that's going to, and that will absolutely be like the continued strategy going forward. That's all that Britain has
1: been since fucking 2016 is yep. just culture war. That's the only, like everything, It's just like the way that, the way that, like, Brexit's going. I had like a minor meltdown to myself about Brexit the other day because I had to renew my passport yeah. and they've sent me one of the fucking stupid Brexit fucking blue passports. Oh my that God, what is it like? like well, the thing that I mean, it's just kind of it's fairly standard, but like the thing that they've made them blue again to like you know finally turn turn the sort of puce boomers down to a sort of slightly lighter shade of crimson, right? Um, but ironically, like now because it used to say passport at the top and then it or passport at the bottom and united kingdom of great britain and northern ireland at the top but now it says british passport at the top and then like united kingdom of great britain and northern ireland at the bottom and for something to me just about the fact that it now says british passport on it it just had such a like beautifully baz cadence it's my passport it's british like, I would sort of, I don't know. There's just something about the whole thing. It's just so fucking stupid. Like, there's no, like, I just need the fucking want the fucking blue passports back. Like, you stupid fucking cunts. It's a fucking buy a passport cover. I don't give a shit. Like, why, why are you taking out your fucking years of inadequacies about, like, Tracy's run off with the tennis coach or whatever the fuck it is on, like, the future of this entire country. It's so mad, and it's so mad that like every every news organization, everyone in the country just has to like has to just treat these people as though they have a point, and they don't. They don't have a
0: point. I mean, it's the same way that I, I feel about Jesus Christ. I mean, bringing it back to the shit in America, some of the things that I saw people browbeating people about for Trump, like were people unironically praising a statement from Bill O'Reilly. You know, like America's Angry Dad, like the slightly cleaned up version of Archie Bunker from All in the Family that was on Fox News for forever until he was literally fired because it was revealed that he would regularly call female co-hosts from Fox News and jack off while talking to them on the phone. (laughs) Like, do I want to take moral advice from, like, you know, fucking the hog cranker? No, I don't. I don't give a fuck what he thinks. But I seriously saw people who purport themselves to be the adults in the room. Sharing a tweet that he wrote where he says, if you feel glad that Donald and Melania Trump are ill, then you have a sickness too. And while most recover from COVID, the disease of enjoying the suffering of others is rarely defeated. That disease is called evil. All right, two things. Well, shit, Bill. I, I wonder if there's a political party in America that really loves people suffering. Who could that fucking be? And secondly, why on earth would anyone read that and be like, mm, I want to take advice from that guy, a guy who did more to fan fucking the sort of like soft, respectable respectable version of birtherism than basically anybody else besides Glenn Beck in America and be like, oh, but here's the point. People are being mean. Fuck it. I don't give a shit. I'm laughing. I hope Donald Trump dies of COVID. That would make me fucking laugh. I would laugh my ass off. However, the thing that concerns me about it is the same thing we're talking about here with regard to, to to culture war shit is that because of the fact that in Britain in America elsewhere in the world the only response is this notion that you know if people are loud and insane then you have to give them uh, a certain wide berth and platform to espouse what they believe because otherwise you're being unfair somehow it's like they don't believe in being fair like the whole point about fascism is that you exploit the weakness of liberalism and the willingness to hear things out until you can murder everyone yeah. and 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 then you murder them all, and then you don't have to worry about them anymore. And you can have your weird gay Nazi eagle shit. You know, you can you can have like the put all the ten-year-old boys in fucking the, the the weird sexy boy scout shit that the Hitler youth did. You get to do all that. You can do your fascism shit. You get to like discover the lost Ark of the Covenant or whatever the fuck they want to do. Like uh, you don't it's actually very offensive to describe the sexy Boy Scouts as weird. <laughs> this is part of our culture. <laughs> I, and, and quite frankly, I mean there was another tweet. This is the last of the responses I want to read. I just found from some dumb right dumbass right wing comedian named Nicole Arbor, who is of course Canadian also, because Canada exports two things, maple syrup and right wing people.
2: Mm. Um, very a very, Sorry, a, very a very unique microclimate.
0: Yeah. It does indeed. Trump getting COVID, she says, is the best thing to happen to America. He'll recover quick and it'll prove once and for all how stupid the lockdown is and everyone can reopen. What the fuck,
1: man? Just uh, they had fucking uh, Isabel Oak shot uh, on the radio talking about it this morning, and I was just not like, I had to explain to my mum who Isabel Oakshot is, and I just felt my brain melting as I was attempting to do it because it's just they just said, "Oh, we've got Isabel Oakshot," and I just went, "Oh, fuck!" and my mum was like, "Why? Who's that?" and I'm like, "You don't want to know."
2: She slid into my she, yeah, yeah, she slid into my DMs once. Um, <laughs> I, 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 oh, really? I, I, I've told this story before, right? Not like in a it was a very it was a very weird thing, but like we you know a friend of the show or like tangential friend of the show, Mark Stefano. Um, it was, it, it was, it was, it was the, Ox- it, it, Saracen. yes, it was the, it was, um, it was the, um, it was the, uh, it was the Oxford Parkway thing where I convinced her that like, uh, Mark Dissefano was parking in the disabled bays of Oxford Parkway. Um, <laughs> so she, so she slid into my DMs <laughs> and was like, um, uh, like, do you, like, have you seen him before? And I was like, yeah, yeah. All the time. Like, you know, he, he parks at the disabled bay. Um, cause she had gotten really mad about car parking spaces. And like her thing was like, there are too many car park, like disabled car parking spaces at Oxford Parkway. Now, I don't know whether you guys have ever been to Oxford Parkway before, but it's a huge car park. I have. It's a huge car park, right? Because it's a huge station. Um, so it's like something that you don't really need to complain about. But she was complaining about like people with two legs or like people who like weren't disabled uh had to walk for longer than people who were disabled. So she slits slides into my DMs and she says like, oh, can you go to Oxford Parkway and just like, you know, take a picture next time he does this. And I said to her like, for you, Isabel, I'd do anything. And then she sends me like this wink kiss emoji.
0: well you know what i asked i asked cool and the gang and they basically sang a song in response which was tories are hot for hussein dun 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 yeah exactly they love his i think
1: i think everyone on the podcast has had a dalliance with a hot tory apart from nate probably
2: yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's not happening Not yeah anyway i mean
2: like i feel like you've had a few like close shaves
0: yeah well i mean here's the thing right I, I feel as though the, the part of the point that you're getting to there that I think all of us are getting to is that in a, in a situation like this which, is a, which you know is, is evidence of a larger crisis, even when you want to laugh, even when you want to be like, "This is funny, this is probably good," you are reminded with the absolute crisis of liberalism and the inability to deal with the present moment. And I think to me, that brings us to the next point, the second segment, if you will, season two of this episode. Mm. Which is, I want to talk about what do we think will happen with Trump and COVID. And I've plotted out three courses of action because this is still technically an episode of What a Hell of a Way to Die, and we're doing it military style. Mm, Yeah, let's get a sit wrap on that, Nate. All right, so I think there are three potential courses of action. COA 1, all right, Trump dies from COVID. Now, this would be the banter outcome. Obviously. But I also think that this would create a situation where Republicans kind of treat him as a martyr. It drums up more support. Maybe the QAnon people think that like he was killed by the deep state, so on and so forth. This might help Pence. Pence is a negative void of charisma yeah. in the Stephen Kinnick vein, or correction, the Neil Kinnick vein. Not Stephen Kinnock also is devoid of charisma, but Mike Pence is less charismatic than, than Stephen Kinnick as well. Um you yeah, know, I think in the scenario where Trump dies, I
1: don't think we end up with President Pence. I think we end up with like President like Gary Busey. <laughs> I think you end up with something like deeply cursed.
0: there's also some things with regard to if the person on the ticket dies, whether or not elections are allowed to go forward in certain states. you know, there's a whole like it de- it really does depend on, you know, state to state. I also think that there is a lib, fin- lib fantasy that says that if both Pence and Trump get it and are incapacitated, die, et cetera, that somehow the Speaker of the House becomes the president because that is the succession. And I'm just here to tell you that it doesn't matter what the fucking Constitution says. It doesn't matter what the law says. Like, if you believe that, like, you're going to do your homework hard enough to make Nancy Pelosi president, you are just, you don't understand America and you don't understand the Republicans. That will never happen. So yeah. I think. And Nancy can't piss them off because she needs the adrenochrome. i think trump trump dying while it's a a possible outcome it's a banter outcome i do think it will be really bad uh i think that it'll 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 activate true sicko mode in american politics in a way that we haven't seen in a really long time so while it would of course be the funniest in a way hypothetically speaking you know like objectively Mm. it also could be the saddest because the that that goes into full-on Everyone just shrugs their shoulders mode. When you opened up that loot box, you have no idea what you're going to get. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, like,
1: yeah, I mean, obviously, like, Trump dying is it's the best outcome for the podcast. Like, it's the best, you know, in terms of, like, you know, it's going to be fucking Dan Crenshaw doing push-ups in front of his coffin or whatever. Like, it's going to rule. Like, I love it. I can't wait to experience that future, but also it will lead to an even deeper slide into fascism. Somehow, I'm completely certain.
2: Yeah, I mean, you'll have like Tom Cotton, like all the, you basically have like someone who, like, well, what's his name? Um, he, the actual like fucking fascist who like writes his speeches. Um, st- name is like Stephen Miller. That's it, right? Yeah, like I, I don't know, like you know the people who have sort of like yeah, really the guy from the band, the guy from the band, the Stephen Miller band.
1: Um, yeah. some people call him the Space Cowboy.
2: Yeah, like the people who have just been waiting <laughs> do. people who have just been waiting for someone who's like who has like an attention span to kind of enact their major project. That would kind of be the outcome of like a Trump death.
0: Well, yeah, because I mean Americans love spite. They really love hurting people. They love hurting people that they think look down on them. Mm. Recently somebody shared an article from 2004 about how the Guardian was like basically encouraging voters in Ohio to vote for Kerry. And they published some of the letters and emails they got in response, wow. and it was all basically Americans being like, "My ancestors left England because it sucked. Because you're all libs. I hope that you break your leg and the NHS takes two years mm. to fix it." Kind of stuff. Like I, I too remember like the 19th century when like Brit, the Brits were all libs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all we did, all we did was run a globe-spanning empire. It's a classic lib shit. There were shit. so
2: many pronouns in the 19th century. Oh, exactly. there were
1: loads of them. Like the, thou, all that shit. You know, M'lady, I mean, Jesus, <laughs> it was just, exactly. Uh, every
0: everybody. My pronouns uh, are m
1: slash lady.
0: Um, I'm an I'm an yeah. m to lady tran- transgender person. The point that I'm making though is that, <laughs> is that Trump, Trump has something that most Republicans don't have, which is Trump is entertaining. Most Republicans are nerds. They might be murder nerds, but they're still nerds. Yeah. And I think that. That does put them at a disadvantage. But I also think that in COA 1 here, Trump dying, while funny, would probably be the worst overall. Mm. It could happen. I mean, he's 70-ish something. He's really overweight. He doesn't exercise at all. And he eats like fucking dog shit. Except (laughs) as we
1: know, he is impervious, right? Like this guy, like that guy's insides are like a fucking nuclear reactor. Like the virus is dead already. Absolutely not. He's going to (laughs) be fine.
0: So course of action too, I believe, is that Trump survives and says COVID is not real or that it's just like the common cold. And this could, in my opinion, ostensibly provide a bit of a boost to his campaign, You know, in the sense that he'll come back in two weeks to go before the vote. And he's like, I'm stronger than ever. It's amazing. COVID isn't real. The libs are lying. Lockdown is fake, etc." cetera. I had a great
1: conversation with the virus. He told me, actually, he was a big fan of my books and
0: uh, he said that he's not real. And Exactly, but also here's the thing too. Boris Johnson survived, but he obviously has been fucking flipped over and spanked by that virus. If you look yeah, at how yeah, he yeah. is now, he's, he's been physically destroyed by it. And so, in a way, I think that Trump gets it, and it's severe. Like he might survive, but he also might be within an inch of his yeah. life.
2: I mean, also like because I, I vaguely remember also like that like, Trump barely sleeps as well, right?
0: He doesn't really sleep. He stays up watching Fox and yelling at the TV and <laughs> eating shit food. <laughs> Uh, he, he, he's a podcaster. Podcast, eh? He should have a podcast. He's a I know, I know.
2: He he's all of us. He's all of us. He's all of our worst you know, like, tendencies, if, if, like, when, smushed into when he, one. When the when the general consensus was that he was going to lose the election, the um there was something I can't remember where it was from, but there was um it may have been the New York Times, it basically said that yeah, he actually just like wants to set up his own TV channel. Like all he wants to do is make con- like he wants to just make content, and I feel like he would have been happier yeah. if he just did get to do a podcast.
1: Get Trump a vape, get him a fucking snapback and a boom arm microphone, and he will, he will rock the shit. Like, we actually have a running joke on the Russian podcast about a similar thing at the moment, which is that uh, Alexander Lukashenko shouldn't be the president of Belarus. He should be the third host of the Too Much podcast. Like We're like, dude, quit being president,
0: Like let them have democracy, and just come be on the podcast. That's all we want. We have way better vibes exactly. you know, the people's 950th tractor factory in Belarus. Exactly. I want Lukashenko on the fucking podcast being like,
1: I have come here to talk about (laughs) Pussy. I want to talk about the moistness of an asshole. (laughs) What if a Swedish guy was also Italian? (laughs) (laughs) It is a question that we have not answered. Even <laughs> finest Belarusian
0: scientists cannot tell me what if Swedish guy was Italian. <laughs> uh, that's what he sounds like. Uh, I believe and, uh, yeah. it. I I know we could always get the absolute niche Russian language content <laughs> from you because yeah. yeah, like I don't I don't really know if if alexander lukashenko has talked about bussy in real life but i presume had, not
1: i don't think he knows what a bussy is. it
0: sounds like that yeah he only <laughs> knows bussy is like the haribo snacks or whatever he just thinks that you're talking about a, a charming german cartoon bear with gummy snacks attached uh exactly yeah
1: there's always gummy <laughs> snacks in my bussy like
0: you gotta you gotta give people a treat
1: <laughs> if they're eating ass you know
0: you know exactly you know that's why you buy they're called bussy pop you want the, the bussy pop <laughs> i mean that's You want it to be popping. That's how it works. Yeah, it's like lipstick for your asshole. (laughs) So course of action number three, in my opinion, bringing us back on track the way Riley always does very frustratedly, Mm. is that Trump survives. And instead of saying COVID isn't real, he leans into his new hard won experience from getting the virus to say that actually it's serious. And that, you know, now he empathizes, he understands what the everyman feels. You know, when Mm -hmm. you're getting yelled at that you have to come to work at Hobby Lobby and die of COVID because, you know, white ladies with lots of bangle jewelry and swoop haircuts really want to do crafts, even during a pandemic. He understands how you feel. They
2: love love getting bejazzled. It's a great great (laughs) American tradition.
0: (laughs) A bejazzle. (laughs) On the bus, bejazzle is the thing I know. Bejazzle sounds like, well, I don't know what the fuck yeah, that is. Like
2: they were, they were a thing, you know. Like bejazzles were a thing.
1: Yeah, back in back in like 2010. the Only way is Essex, but be- but be- bitches, would they be getting bejazzles?
0: What are the bejazzles? I've never heard of this shit. I've <laughs> never like, heard of Like
2: sequins that you put on your uh...
1: on on the purse. Yeah, they on, yeah oh, they like on get, they they get the pussy decorated. <laughs> they get the pussy blinged up. It's like getting a grill, but for your pussy.
0: This is so fucking Essex Yo dawg no- We're gonna be- <laughs> <Jessica>. <laughs> Call up the jewellery store Tell them
1: bling me a pun Nelly, <laughs> Nelly just went to Essex, man. Nelly Nelly was in fucking Brentford. He went yeah. to the Sugar Heart. He went down on a girl in the
2: fucking toilets. I mean I am uh, I'm, I'm just, and... I'm just imagining like Tim Westwood like pimp my wife where he just gets your wife the <laughs> <watch. laughs> I just imagine I'm so excited about the
1: idea of just like it's like two thousand and two. Nelly Nelly is like in the VIP area at Sugar Heart, like pulling a girl's panties to the side, and then immediately calls Paul Wall and he's like,
0: <laughs> Yo, you gotta see this shit. We gotta <laughs> we gotta make a record about this. Oh. <laughs> Snaps a picture on his camera phone. It costs yeah, yeah, yeah. four dollars to text it to a <laughs> Exactly. He doesn't care, he's a baller. That ride with me money is still coming in. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so, in my opinion, in my opinion, this course of action where Trump leans into COVID being bad is probably the least likely because he would then have to admit that he fucked up super hard. I mean, Americans mm. love a fuck-up story where you've learned your lesson. Like, we really love that shit. Like, it's okay that I'm a huge piece of garbage because in the end, I learned my lesson. It's sort of like Usher's Confessions, which technically mm. is about Jermaine Dupri. It's a Jermaine Dupri song, really, but Usher sings it where he's like, girl, I know I cheated on you and got another girl pregnant, but I'm going to show you how much of a man I am. Like, that's such an American yeah. thing. That oh, yeah. really is. Like, we love man. redemption arc. That's a, good, I mean, that's a good album, I mean, man. the
2: problem is also about, like, a whole kind of... I don't, you know, it it would work in the way of like, if Trump, if Trump would like originate, like if he originated the whole, like coronavirus isn't dangerous or coronavirus has been like really hyped Mm. up, but he didn't like, I think that he was very much like swept on the wave about, again, I think like he's one of his, I don't think he's reactive, right? I don't think he really had like an opinion on it and his opinion was sort of swayed by what like the Republican party like sort of and his like base kind of expected of him. And there are too many people who are like invested in the idea about like coronavirus isn't dangerous or lethal. So if he came out Mm. and suddenly said like, yeah, I experienced it and it fucking sucked. Um, I don't think it would really change that much materially. And again, I think like, you know, and we, we, we kind of spoke about this on the QAnon episode, which is about like the QAnon stuff isn't really about Trump anymore. Um, and it can survive without Trump and it will survive without Mm. Trump. Uh, So like, It's got
1: its own momentum now.
2: <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, the tr- it's the momentum of the real working man from Basingstoke. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that, like, yeah, there's no scenario
1: in which this doesn't help Trump's campaign because, like, even if he dies, like, they will elect dead Trump. Like, they do not care. Like, I think that if... It, I think there's, it's quite plausible that if he gets the shit kicked out of him by the virus and survives it, that he comes out and he's like, this virus is very serious, which is what I've been saying from the beginning. The Chinese, they invented this virus. I've said it's very bad. Can you imagine the Ben Garrison cartoon that's going to come out of that? Oh, my God. Like oiled up, like <laughs> jacked Trump fighting like a virus in a sort of Pancration arena. Or
2: like, de- or like dead Trump. Like dead Trump Ben Garrison cartoon is going to be like so lit.
1: Uh, like 100 foot Kim Ilsen statue Trump. Right. Eternal president.
2: Well, the
0: thing I didn't factor into my courses of action here is Biden getting it and dying because that that is totally possible, but as it currently stands, they're at least saying he doesn't have or he's tested negative now, who even knows, but obviously like that's a big concern. I guess it's just one of those things where if we know for a fact that Trump has it, we know for a fact that Melania Trump has it too. We know for a fact that a bunch of the Republicans that he was uh he was meeting with Habit. I don't have their names down here, but, like, there are quite a few others who have tested positive since. Then we absolutely know that, like, this is, this is the thing that's going to dominate this next month, at least until he either dies or comes out of isolation, in the hospital, etc. Mm. And so this mm. might be the most banter two weeks of this election Hell so Hell yeah, far. baby. Strap the fuck in. Posting so, gloves on. I guess, in a way... We've gone through and we've talked about it. And I think what it comes back to to me is lame, you know, repeating ourselves, whatever you want to call it. But it strikes me that in this moment, you are seeing, I mean, if Rachel Maddow, for example, and I'm going to be harder on libs than conservatives, I know, because like we know what we're getting with conservatives. They aren't duplicitous they tell you flat out and they mean it yeah they're apes throwing shit at the wall like what do you expect like that what do you think like the yeah. guy the same guy's doing cry laugh emojis about doing genocide like that's what they actually believe and here's the thing right if rachel maddow really believes that everything about donald trump's campaign everything about his presidency has been a putin psyop that vladimir putin did it all and he's controlling you know him with compromise and disinformatia and all the fucking whatever shit yeah then for to sky say, at the
1: metro station where they meet.
0: Exactly. That's where he gets his his disinformatia from Vladimir Putin himself. No one in Russia would notice Vladimir Putin just hanging out with Donald Trump. No, they wouldn't do that. No. If all of this is true and Donald Trump is, you know, the Manchurian candidate sleeper cell Russian agent, surely him being incapacitated and potentially dead is good for America, right? But if Rachel Maddow is like, no, we must pray for his recovery, then it's like, were you just kind of rolling with that did you do you not actually believe any of that shit that you've been saying for four Uh, fucking years the ultimate lib thing is that like now donald
1: trump has like outlived his usefulness to the fsb so they've given him the coronavirus to finish him Uh, off and cover their tracks that's like that's the galaxy brain liberal QAnon take which i'm sure we will see
0: (laughs) well i mean i guess we have to defer once again to the guy that all the conspiracy theories in britain are about hussein (laughs) kislani uh, will what, you be what, at Trump's bedside if he's um, well, I was, you know, I, put I, into I, St. Tommy's are intensive care? Are you going care? to whisper, whisper hadiths into his ears to convert him on his? Yeah, I day. was
2: flirting with the idea of like come doing a bit about how um, the the US is kind of like uh, they they're desperate to get Trump back in good health, so they've called the only person who knows how to fix it, which is um, chief doctor uh, at St. Tommy's Hospital in Luton, um, who uses yeah. a very unique ASMR healing technique. In order to uh, to uh, to eradicate the coronavirus, yeah, you have to post that. <laughs> I'm um, sorry, it's it's a rule, it's
1: a law. Yeah, I, I feel um, I feel like
2: after the whole Boris Johnson, when I did the whole when they did that with Boris Johnson, how many people got mad at me? Like I'm just very afraid of like unhinged Americans. It was so
0: funny. Um, so we will figure out a way to do it. When we talk about the way in which this is, I mean, invariably, I, I do think that it could be bad for Trump. I mean, look, right now the polling for Biden is really really high. Like it's outside of the margin of error. Right. Like it's, it's. It looks like he's in most cases close to, if not at, a double digit lead on Trump in states that matter. In states like, he's two up in Iowa, which leans Republican. He's with very close, if not up, in both Georgia and South Carolina. Like that's unfucking precedented. So I mean, there's there's a lot. Obviously, voter suppression, et cetera, is a huge deal, and the, Repub- yeah. the Republicans are going to try to discredit it. But I mean there's no denying that Biden's lead has held and right now it looks like he will win the vote. Right. But I also so I also don't think I I don't want to look at it and be like anything that happens to Trump no matter what is always good because I feel like there's an extent to which the circumstances of what are taking place right now like yeah. are undeniable. A lot of people are pissed off. I, yeah. But I also think that there's going to be a conspiracy. There's going to be dumb shit happening. And I guess we've just gone through a bunch of courses of action. So I wonder, Hussein what My do take you take is think?
2: that, like, well, number one, I don't think elections matter. I think that, like, regardless of what's going to happen, there are going to be conspiracies anyway. So even if, like, Trump was fine and he lost the election, he's said multiple times that, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, like, you know, concede. You know, <laughs> I'm going to, um, and, you know, and I'm pretty sure, like, the Republican Party have kind of agreed with him that he shouldn't do that, and they will find ways to kind of rat fuck him, either by, like, you know, bringing out uh false stats about, like, you know, uh, like postal votes, like doing voter suppression, like, and they've got like history informed doing this. So it's not like a completely unfeasible thing. Um, I think that like with Trump, with like a Trump death, like your conspiracy theory is going to run wild. And like, even if like Biden still wins out of that, um, you know, uh, that kind of sets a real hotbed for um, like uncontrollable conspiracy theories. And we sort of know um we sort of know you know in the short amount of time but like qanon has become mainstream like we've seen how that's influenced like both republican congressmen and senators uh but also how it's just like impacted culture generally um so really what i'm thinking at this point is that like the outcome you know the, the kind of cultural impact of this is going to stay static regardless of what happens in the end, and like I, whatever like liberal fancy of like Joe Biden bringing civility and order and trust back in the institutions and everything, that's that's not going to happen. The damage has kind of already been done, and the damage um, is going to get worse, like regardless of like who wins. So I think my personal feeling is like the best kind of possible outcome is that like Trump makes like a recovery and like he kind of just about wins it again. Um. I honestly feel like that is like the best kind of like, I wouldn't say it's the best outcome because again, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, a lot of people are going to die and a lot of people are going to like, you know, loads of really bad shit is going to happen in a Trump presidency. But again, I kind of think to myself, like, you know, the kind of cultural tides are pointing in a particular direction, which I don't think is going to be influenced by any presidential candidate. It just feels Mm -hmm. so much bigger and it feels so much more kind of global. And Again, we talked about this in the QAnon episode. How like this is really like a unified moment of, uh, like the, the the appeal of QAnon is really about this uh unified feeling of like malaise and helplessness, and um, you know, just kind of not even like distrust in institutions and governments, but just kind of the acceptance that they aren't going to do anything. So, um, it's up to like the people to kind of just become vigilantes and take stuff into our own hands so i don't know i feel like you know the 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 most likely outcome that we'll probably see are like a unified volunteer border force um uh, guarding guarding the border of like ohio or uh i don't know like uh indiana or whatever and um everyone just going on volunteer uh nonce hunting like not yet nonce hunting I guess so.
0: What you're basically saying is, I mean, I I think I hold the position that obviously, as much as I don't like Biden, it's better if Biden wins than if Trump mm. wins. And so, as I understand your position? You're saying, you 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 think that the best case scenario is Trump is able to continue the way that he was before in the election, so it doesn't it doesn't lend credence to the idea that you know he's been spiked by the deep yeah, state. Yeah, I
2: mean, like I feel like again, I don't know. I could be completely wrong. Um, it's more just like a feeling of like. Having seen how fast like QAnon conspiracy theories have been spreading um, and like the real kind of impact of that and how it's very likely that, you know, even in QAnon groups right now where they're talking about, well, what happens if Trump dies? Like there is still this thing of like, well, you know, QAnon isn't just about Trump and it doesn't end with Trump. Like, you know, mm. um, I just, I, you know, I just feel like moments like that kind of really eclipse any sort of discussions about, you know, who gets to kind of be in the White House, right? I guess it's, like, again, one of those things where it's, like, you know, regardless of what happens, like, there is no going back to normal or going back to, like, an imagined normal isn't really a thing anymore. Um, yeah. And it's really, like, conspir- like conspiracists. And, you know, and also just, like, one thing to bear in mind also is that um, I think, like, the Daily Beast did a story about this today, about how there have been, kind of, like, Republican, uh, con- like, congressional candidates who have been courting, like, QAnon supporters and have kind of been, like, you know very very friendly with qanon supporters um ref- you know even like refusing to kind of condemn qanon rhetoric and language and action mm. in the us congress like that you know if we're looking at trajectory that's kind of where things are going um and yeah. i just don't think that's
1: where decency politics gets you absolutely nowhere <laughs> and i think
2: and i think like a biden presidency like isn't going to change that and i don't and also another thing too i don't know if biden like Biden or any of the Democrats know what to do with that. And I think with like Trump, at least he sort of knows what to do with that energy. Like he sort of knows how yeah. to like contain some of it. Yeah. I mean, Biden
1: doesn't even know where he is. For fuck's sake. <laughs> I mean, like th- I think this is, and I mean, you might not want to come with me on this, but like my take is that I actually think obviously like I can understand why people are on board for a Biden victory on the basis that it will alleviate some of the absolute worst excesses of what Trump has gotten up to. But, like, fundamentally, I think in the long term, like, a Biden win is a worse outcome because Mm -hmm. what it will do is it will enable the Democrats to pick an even worse candidate the the next time because they won't learn anything because it will have enabled all of the dumbest decisions that they've made. And then, of course, the Republicans are furious that, like, their special boy Donald Trump was, like, cheated out of his election victory. They'll absolutely spin it into, like, a huge fucking, like, the election was stolen type thing. They will then pick someone way to the right of Trump and also, like, way more competent than trump Mm -hmm. next time and then you might get like an actual fucking fascist like that is like the
2: yeah, president tucker carlson
1: yeah but president fucking logan paul or like (laughs) whatever whatever fucking dumb shit like
0: yeah i I mean i I guess for me i've been on the position of given how much authority the president has like it's better no matter what there's no scenario in which i would be like it would be better if trump won but i do agree with you that you know Part and parcel of defeating Trump via Biden is that they're not going to learn anything and they're going to make everything worse or make nothing yeah. better. And I think, and I th- yeah, and I think we're going like, to we're going to be in for a I real one. I think that's one. just
2: like my main takeaway, which is just like based on even before what's happened with like Trump getting COVID and everything, my main takeaway is like no one has really learned anything from the past four years um and like all the rhetoric like all the kind of rhetoric around like civility and like reverence of institutions and like this desire to get back to like west wing style politics is kind of just an example of how no one has learned anything since 2016
0: in a way it feels like we're just stuck in 2016 forever. right we're going
2: through it. we're going to go through our fifth loop soon so I
0: fucking love it
2: <laughs> well yeah all i can say to that groundhog to you here.
0: friends friends of the show listeners Milo, Hussein, thank you for letting us explore this idea on a, mm-hmm. this extremely well-scripted and tightly organized, very Riley-like episode, which oh, I'm, I'm guys, sure sorry, was, was I late for the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> everyone has listened to this and they're like, wow, this is not a change in tone or structure from the stuff I'm used to listening to. Absolutely not. So just in case you didn't know from the constant allusions to it, I have a show that is a leftist <laughs> veteran podcast. Uh, about mil- the military veteran culture news, military cryptozoology, uh, called What a Hell of a Way to Die. Milo has too much if you speak Russian. Yeah, which you, you can now watch it.
1: on YouTube. We've started doing it as a video podcast. So if you want to see me grimacing as I talk about Russian shit, you can do that.
0: Hussein, you have 10,000
2: 10, posts. posts. Yeah, we've got some episodes coming out soon. Um, we've got a really fun one. Uh, by the time this comes out, I reckon it'll be out. So yeah, uh, uh, sub to at uh, 10k post Alice
0: obviously is not on this episode, but she has. Well, there's your problem. Yeah. Riley is not on this episode, but he has the Boney Island Whitefish, which appears on the Patreon, which you can subscribe with all of to our baby. other bonus episodes, because we've got we've got tons and tons of content, and five dollars a month gets you yeah. all of it. We got Britnology. Uh, we ha- Milo and I have Britnology, which this episode is kind of an a- uh, amalgamation of. We uh, we have t-shirts. We're going to design more t-shirts. Oh, yeah, we have our very special edition new t-shirts are arriving probably.
1: They're arriving on Tuesday, so I reckon this episode is so, going to come out. I'm so
2: excited. I'm so, oh, so, yeah. so excited.
1: If you like the stylings of a man known as you know, Johannes Vonk, you might be very excited uh, by the t-shirts that we've got coming in so i'm just going to tease those
0: if you want to take a joke way past its logical conclusion and buy a shirt based on a fictional dutch <laughs> band called johannes vonk and the clogheads touring the worst towns in england in 1984 playing their song Honkball ball hoof de on my radio tonight you can buy a shirt yeah uh because right. we are in fact making them And then finally, our theme song is Here We Go by Jinseng. You can listen to it on Spotify. You should listen to it as much as possible. But thank him for letting us use it for this show.
1: That's it. Listen to it. Listen to it every day. Listen to it on repeat uh, while you send the pig poop balls tweet to every lib sending thoughts and prayers to Donald Trump.
0: And then just bear in mind that we have two streams a week, unless there's more than that.
1: No, Thursday 9 to 11 and Sunday 9 to 11 for The YouTube Zone. Uh, yeah, I was actually the on the stream bucket. last
0: night, getting my PTSD triggered as we did counterinsurgency, but actually won. Uh, it was Damn. a lot of fun.
1: It must have been a, a weird like counterfactual for you.
0: Yeah, well, we got our asses kicked numerous times before we actually figured it out. Apparently, you have to give people stuff they want, like medicine. That's why America will never win at counterinsurgency. We can't conceive of that. Nice. No. Um, So, anyway, thank you for listening. And uh, if you are a Patreon subscriber, there will be a new episode out on Thursday. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. See you later on the bonus.